Hello listeners, this is Conspiracy Theorem. We plan to expose you to conspiracies as much as we can, and then let you make your own decisions on whether they are true or not. Also, a quick disclaimer, we do not claim that any conspiracies we talk about are true at all, and there may be explicit content on the show. Now on with the show. Today we're talking about, wait for it, fake news. Your fake news. <laughs> You're fake news. I hope we're not fake news. Are we fake news? Are we news? <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Think more of myself as a commentator, but there are a lot of disinformation agents out there, and unfortunately, some of them are on your TV. Some of them are on the internet. Some of them are wide-known publications. And there's one thing I found that's consistent with fake news. When I look at fake news, it generally comes from bigger, well-established companies. When it's a few people doing something because they believe in it or they enjoy it, then it's generally not as bad. If somebody big at the top of the network's not signing your checks and you're beholden to people and donations, then you generally tend to say the truth. But why this is an important conspiracy is because, again, a group of people got together and decided not only were they going to keep people misinformed, but they're going to keep them misinformed to the point where they started conflict with each other. We can see that through the election. We can see more and more of the media and I, I don't have to name specific names, are pulling people apart. One side wants to fight about, you know, you can say the left side wants to fight maybe about um, their specific identity and, and the right wants to fight about their specific identity. And through that, they use tactics of telling story, inflating stories, just blatantly making up stuff. And... Some of them even will get the facts correct, but they'll distort the facts so bad that you'll come out with a complete wrong conclusion. Yeah. So uh, So just to clarify, just in case this is the first show that anyone else is listening to, um, we're not specifically talking about what Trump thinks is fake news. Although I'm sure if anybody actually thought that that was on the left side of the argument, probably would have left the show by now. But no, that is not the case. You are fake news. And here's the thing. It's easy it's easy to read BuzzFeed. It's easy to read, you know, or watch CNN and say that all news is fake. But really what makes a differentiation and what makes it a conspiracy or not is who's behind it. So I took a little bit of a look because I wanted to kind of understand why this was happening. I wasn't necessarily interested in a particular story, but I wanted to understand why blatantly there were some news organizations that would lie. Or sometimes if they don't even lie, they will cover something that doesn't have much substance to your life. And that also could fall, in my opinion, in the realm of fake news. Because when you're worried about a 30-year-old getting evicted out of his parents, which to me is between him and his parents or what Roseanne said or the whole Stormy Daniels thing, or anything, 
then you start to forget about what really matters and you worry about what celebrity A, B, C, or, C, or D said. And the differentiation comes from who there's about five, I would say maybe six total media companies that own all of the media. So it's very, very, and there's a board of directors that sits on each of those companies. So when five or six companies own the information of a whole nation, they can really, really control it. And what you what ends up happening then is you have people who consistently don't know either what the truth is or don't care because they're being fed information that's either false or relevant. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you can kind of you can see this happen in front of you live. Let's just take Stormy Daniels, for example. You know, the, the left side being CNN and MSNBC will use that particular as a weapon against Trump. And the right will take the same story and try to make it not about Trump when at the end of the day, both of them are talking about the same stupid topic. Why? Who? <laughs> so, yeah, to answer the why, the who, why is to get your mind off relevancy and get your mind off hey maybe you're gonna watch just a conspiracy show where i dig and look at the facts so i actually did a little bit of digging for the show and i found the six companies that own are general electric and they have comcast nbc universal focus features then we have news corp who owns fox the wall street journal new york post then we have disney who has ABC, ESPN, Pixar, Miramax, and Marvel Studios. That count because have, they're movies, though. Doesn't? <laughs> I guess. I used to uh, look at Disney in high esteem, but not so much anymore. Although yeah. I still hold the power of Walt Disney, you know, very much. So it's not to say anything bad about him. Then we have Viacom, MTV, Nick Jr., Bet, CMT, and Paramount Pictures. There's Time Warner. Warner Brothers, who has CNN, HBO, Time, and Warner Brothers. And we have CBS, who has Showtime, Smithsonian, NFL, Jeopardy, and 60 Minutes. And what ends up happening is a group of people, roughly around 200-some people, um, control the information of 300 million Americans. That's because they can pull in literally about is it 200 to 270 billion dollars? I also own the newspapers, they own most of the um, movies, they own the radio, and they have very, very strong mergers. So they're all, they're all pretty much on the same page. So when we say fake news, people will say, why would, why would you say that? Why would that be? When you have six conglomerates and six big corporations that own all the information you get to hear and all of the print video games the, the what you're seeing on television and film it's not hard to see why it's not hard to understand why they would have an agenda also i wouldn't care how good these people are you know even if the ceo of disney and the CEO of Time Warner, the CEO of Viacom, 
all of them really had good intentions. When you have that much power concentrated in one place, power corrupts. You're bound. Yes, you're bound to come up with a conspiracy like we're doing now, because you're going to say, "Hmm, if I don't like something, regardless if it's the truth, I don't have to tell people about it." Or if I do tell people about it, I can put maybe the headline, but I can distort facts. To fit my goal. To fit my goal. And the hard part is I can speculate, but I don't exactly know what the goal of all of them are. What I can see the goal is is to keep people away from substance and, and real news. What I can see a lot of their goals have been is to keep people fighting with each other. And they do this by just making up different stories and polarizing things about sex or race or gender or religion. And they really form a dichotomy between people saying, oh, I'm on the left and the right. I'm doing A, B, and C. And I can't trust so-and-so because – you know, whatever reason. And then what happens is it goes from not just fake news, but really it divides a population. And that's what I can see they're trying to do, or at least they're succeeding at some level. Well, controversy sells, so you kind of, if you're going to bring up a controversy, you don't have much of a choice to take a side. No, but, you don't. But by the same token, uh, I get it because the thing is they do have money to make. You know, it, controversy does sell, but but why? Why do it by by overt division? There's so many other controversial things you could talk about that don't involve people fighting each other. The way I see it is, George Carlin had a little thing. If you you know make it all about race and talk about people's differences constantly, then you can keep them fighting amongst each other, and then yeah, you can make the money. So it becomes making an agenda and making money over truth. And the problem with that happens is you inadvertently, maybe you make a few people rich, but you inadvertently start to destroy the society that helped you get rich. So it's it's a no-win, in my opinion, for both people. But it you looks can't like stop short... now because they're watching and they're paying money and there's ad space. You can't stop. You can't stop now, but what you can do is, like I say, be a little outlet like this. Or, you know, just put your truth out there and work through the donations. Because I start to see people are waking up. And the big shift I see is now anybody can get on YouTube, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. And I think it's both. And then speak their truth. And when they can do that. That is if and YouTube doesn't take down the video. That is if they don't. But, 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 here's another thing. Here's another way to get around this conspiracy. Maybe big – and I've seen a lot of pressure from big media companies to keep the competition down. If somebody else is pointing out a story they don't want or talking about something they don't want, they try and keep them down. We've seen this happening um, inadvertently. They try and suffocate YouTube channels. But there will always be an outlet for people to make videos, people to support their own truth on social media. So to me, what that comes down to is what people need to do to get away from fake news. And I'm not going to worry about specific stories because we can break down stories, but I want to look at the bigger picture here. Is to start looking at is A, 
get away from your TV and to start looking at anything else they find interesting in the in the world today that's not that the media is not reporting. Are you interested in cryptocurrency? Are you interested in what's going around the world? Go out and see who the got world. Bombed or, today? <laughs> yeah, who got bombed today? Or what is the media not reporting? Even if you look through your Facebook feed, maybe you'll have one friend who's posting, oh, I didn't know that story existed. You know, I never saw them once report, I'm not going to talk about, or on Dapple. I've never seen them report on maybe other things that were going on in the news that I didn't know about what was, you know, the intricacies of what was going on in Syria or the intricacies of how the Federal Reserve works. They're never going they're never going to mention what we're talking about here. It doesn't seem very plausible. And the reason and then people who come on and do that, it seems that they always um, either get cut or they disappear or they get discredited. And what I'm trying to do with little outlets like this actually is to help bring people and say, hey, maybe I'll step away from my TV. Maybe I'll step away from the, – they call it programming for a reason and start to look <laughs> at the world outside me. And also the news is very, very depressing. If you watch the news, you'd think that everybody's killers out there. But but they're not. So well, yeah, that's the whole point. It's it's fear thy neighbor, if if you don't mind. It's <laughs> it's it's funny because one of the most the least frequently posted quotes is just go outside and talk to your neighbor, and you'll find out the world is actually a nice place. But because people people confine themselves to their TV or or other media devices, the only truth is what they see on the screen. No one talks to their neighbor. I haven't gotten brownies for being a newcomer in the neighborhood in 10 years. <laughs> and I've moved yeah. a couple times. Yeah, no, I understand. Look, it, it comes down to, you know, if you're afraid of your neighbor, if you have, or if you, they're creating differences, or if you're afraid of the world outside you, or you don't want to know what's true then they're going to be able to control you and control you and control you. And what that leads to is more disinformation, more mistruth. And I can't see that leading to a better society or to better anything. And ultimately, what I think it's going to do is people are going to start waking up and start going to alternate media sources. And I'm not the biggest fan of all alternate media sources. This isn't me saying that I think you know, some of them are good. It's entertaining to watch Alex Jones sometimes. But what happens is someone can get a camera and start saying, hey, I'm Kareem and I live in so-and-so or I've been to Syria or I've been, I've been to here. I've been to this country or here's what's really going on. Here's well, what's really going on in that, Russia. It, it, here's it, what's going on with the dollar. Here's in order for a free market to function, you, you need these six media corporations need to be able to have to compete with these smaller alternative medias. I mean, I don't really think they feel the pressure all that much because they're still raking in all the money. But by the same token, the more and more people start to think outside the box, the more they might have to start actually thinking about it. Before you know, they might actually be posting the the truth or more more something like that. But this is why I keep harping on the, on the beauty of the free markets because these small alternative media sources will probably eventually put up a stiff competition to... To the big guys, and they might have to change their narrative. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely. Um, one thing I think is 
The problem is, though, that these five media and six media companies are all working together, so they have a monopoly. Right, right. So, and in reality, Fox News and MSNBC probably don't actually butt heads. <laughs> to me, it's a show. It's like the two-party system. Oh, you know, they're fighting. They're really going at each other. Then you see Hillary and Donald at a party saying, oh, man, you know, how you doing? How's it going? Nice debate. Hey, you know, we really went at each other. When in real life or outside of the TV screen. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily see Fox and any of them butting heads just for more than show, just for, oh, we're competing with them. or we're, But they're all working towards the same goal, which in my opinion is, you know, more and more centralized control. And I th- and One really, information outlet. One information outlet is basically what it is. There's six companies, but it seems to be one information outlet because they – they don't want to report on anything pertinent. They don't want to talk about anything that really truly matters. So it's not going to make a difference ultimately. And again, at the so, end of the day, at the end of the day, they're both still talking about the same stupid subject of IE Stormy Daniels. Both of them. Yeah. Or just something else that really doesn't matter. So it comes down to you, the listener, to get past this conspiracy. And I don't think this is a hard conspiracy to get past it really comes down to understanding that the world isn't what's portrayed on your tv screen that just because someone puts on a suit or a tie doesn't mean they're legit or even makes a show like this or a youtube show like this and to get past this thing of fake news then you can actually you'll actually be able to um understand what's going on in your communities and everywhere else yeah yeah. So in, in essence, it's fake because it's engineered. It's it's meant <laughs> to make you hate your neighbor. I, I just can't get over that. But it's, uh, by the same token, it makes sense because controversy sells. They're going to keep doing it because it keeps making money. So <laughs> I hate asking the question. But how do you solve it? Will it take one of these small outlets to get big and be fearless against fighting against them? I think decentralization is the answer. I was hoping you'd say that. Uh, And I think the ultimate answer is the power of decentralization is going to help in the fact that not that you have to get big, but look at it. What? If we look at history, it was one radio channel back in the day, and that's where you got your news, or it was a few TV stations. Now there's hundreds of people talking about news from what you could call the left side, the right side, uh, or I'm independent, or I'm a commentator. And there's a lot of information out there that's decentralized from the point of one individual or multiple individuals' perspective. Now, all that needs... All that needs is an outlet. And if YouTube fails, there's other outlets on the Internet. The Internet isn't isn't static. So I'm excited to see what can be done when that happens. Yeah, yeah. So in, in essence, anything that ever got centralized became a failure. It's so funny because I distinctly remember sitting in school and every single time, every single history book, Whenever we'd read why a, a country was successful, one of the reasons was always cent- strong central government. 
I just remember scratching my head. Why is this the common denomination every single time? I think what happens, the problem with, with centralization is this, and that this is um, why it becomes a centralization leads to conspiracies. Because when I get a lot of power, and I may have the best intentions in the world, as we've seen, the ring always corrupts. So I, I'm one of the board members, or there's a few members of these board that you know are trying to control um, information. I say, you know, I think this information's good, you know, bad, even if it's with the best intention, or I don't want this to get out. So what I do is basically I come up with my way of either controlling the information, or if I don't like someone, then I come up with my own way of distorting the information. And it all becomes, in my opinion, to me, oh, I control the monopoly, so it can be a big game. Or it can be I'm using my power for an advantageous thing when really, to if we look at the way you know the world functions, it functions in a decentralized way with people making private transactions. Some of them good, some of them bad, and people putting out information. So I don't think I don't think you can stop it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's actually just made me think for a second. Thank God we still have countries and we're not one world government. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Literally, for that reason. So, looking at that, yeah, fake news really comes down to what are you going to believe, who are you going to believe, and can you, can you take the time to walk away from your television set? Can you take the time to walk away from talking heads and actually see what's going on around in the world? And if you can then I think you'll you'll really start to appreciate everything. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't, then in my opinion, it's going to be more of the same, like, why aren't they telling me the truth? But or it, I don't... It also kind of sucks because the alternative, let's pretend, Facebook, is usually, I don't know, I don't know, it's, it's, I don't get to visit YouTube all that much and watch political commentary because it just annoys me no matter what, even if I agree with it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but Facebook in particular, or Instagram, like the alternative to mainstream media is usually nothing more than a meme that has a brief, emotionally provoking image and quote that the more you see, the more of the seed gets planted in your head you start thinking the you just start thinking what it says regardless or always being polarized from it regardless it becomes a one-way street the alternative sometimes isn't even all that great either i mean look just check out anyone's news feed on facebook steal their phone for a second but don't have them just show you <laughs> and you'll notice that pretty much everybody's news feeds are all one-sided opinions when it's not a puppy picture or something yeah well that's the way i see that they're really manipulating everybody else is to come up with the idea that um it's us versus them or come up with the idea that i'm going to give people incorrect truths so why does humanity always need an enemy why <laughs> i think people i think people ha it could be fighting it could be that uh it is a part of our nature that uh wants to be in conflict but 
I think we're moving past that. I think we're going to see a lot of good things getting past fake news with individual outlets like YouTube, like people making their own little you know channels and stuff or people making their own little studios and just talking about important things. I don't think you can censor it. So I don't think it's actually something – it's a conspiracy you should be aware of, but it's not something you have to fight tooth and nail. Yeah, I mean because at the end of the day, they it's – not legal yet to control your thought. <laughs> Not yet. No. But even then, at the end of the day, like a lot of YouTube commentators are basically parroting what what a major news network said anyway. Maybe in different combinations, but at the end of the day, I mean, I don't know. It, it's hard to find anybody who truly, who kind of thinks the volunteerist way or people, people's first solution, no matter who it is, is often whose trust can I put myself in? Who else can I trust other than myself? Who else should I trust other than myself? When the answer really, I don't know, to me, should just be no one. There's nothing wrong with being rationally selfish. No, and there's nothing with saying ultimately I'm going to trust myself because I'm the only one I can fundamentally depend on information. I'm the only one who's going to decide what's true or not. It has to come from me. Ultimately, it has to come from an individual perspective. Am I going to decide what's true or not? And it starts with the individual. It starts with small things like this show just talking about the conspiracies around us. Because if I can say that somebody else is going to decide truth for me, then I think I've already lost. But if I say, okay, I'm going to decide truth for myself and understand you know, what's important, what matters to me, and go out and see the world and really see – what people are talking about really see what's going on in the world i think we can make a big difference and then we can move past harmful conspiracies or a lot of these things like fake news and stuff like that yeah and i think what's kind of nice is in recent history a lot of my political beliefs don't actually come from news sources or political commentators it's it's more or less it came from me thinking of ways to make make money you know just because I, you know, going through high school, I got a little bit nervous. I had no idea what I wanted to do, just like everyone else. And um, I just, I started thinking how to make money. So that it, it kind of moved me into thinking about how economies work. How do laws interfere with economies or help economies? And the more I read on economy and the way resources move, and I say the word resources because I'm also trying my best in the back of my head to trace it from as far back as cavemen, how resources are moved and exchanged, and thinking through that sort of timeline in history and how it applies today. And before I knew it, I accidentally wound up becoming a libertarian because I, know, I just couldn't help but notice that all the things that I'm thinking about how resources moved was always without interference. And I accidentally tripped over an idea that just basically repeated what I already thought back to me. I'm like, welcome. <laughs> welcome, thought process. <laughs> we agree. Yeah. And the reason I wouldn't even say, because um, I didn't even call myself a libertarian volunteer. So I just started to see that when you have decentralized systems, when there's no one trying to control, when there's no people getting together to necessarily make conspiracies, but to just try and help the, help the planet or, you know, even – if they're working in their self-interest, they're coming together and they're coming up with their own ideas. The more control you get and the more top, you know, it goes to the top where there's a few people, then's when I see the, the bad conspiracies actually start. 
So. Well, yeah. And uh, one thing I like to say as well is that humanity didn't get anywhere without working as a team. You know, I'm, I understand that people people need to get together to get things done, but it's when it's when authority and centralization becomes law when other that other groups or other people when they want to do something slightly different now can't because a bigger group, a more powerful group signed into law, no you can't, or at least paid for a politician to sign it into law. So it's it's weird. I'm not sure how to articulate it, but I understand teamwork needs to exist, but centralization, forcing the entire country or entire world to be a team by force, never got anything done either. Completely, completely agree. So yeah, that's that's the way to um, counter fake news is just to have little shows like this to speak your truth and um, to move forward from there. Yeah, just think. Think of your think of your own solution. Think of what you can do to strive towards your solution that doesn't involve filling in a a plot on a scantron for a politician. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be that way. You can represent your own change, your own truth. You know, me being people I grew up on the right side and kind of moved to the I don't know what to call libertarian. I I'll call it just yellow. Move to the yellow. <laughs> But even even, even with that, it's like I, I could be voting for all these candidates that do the very thing that I'm more than just willing to do myself. I've pulled heroin needles out of people's arms. I've pulled I've picked up elderly women in, while I was wearing my military uniform and carried them up the stairs with their groceries because they fell flat on their ass getting out of the car and they needed help. And while everyone else watches, you know, I, I do what I feel is right without someone pointing a gun at my head saying you need to forfeit your resources to help this woman who just fell no I'll, I'll take care of it i know exactly what she needs i'm here right now you're in an office where you are <laughs> exactly and i can create my own truth by going about my my daily life executing the very truth that i want to see and everyone can do that you don't need to watch someone else's truth to get an idea of what you feel like you need to do. I mean, there's a difference between inspiration and parroting. (laughs) Yeah. And really it's coming down to who's going to decide truth for me. So you start deciding truth for you. You start looking around you and seeing what's true and what's false and then reporting on it. Let's say with your cell phone camera you can make a big difference encountering this so-called fake news and deciding what news is real and then other people can see your truth and they'll be inspired to do the same and that's really all i actually have for this episode it comes down to that um we we can beat the six big companies if we all just start deciding say hey i'm going to decide what's true for me i'm going to step back away from the tv and maybe i'm even going to travel around i'm going to see what the world's like and is what they're really telling me the truth or is it not yeah and uh just as importantly exist to inspire others yes influence inspire don't force but yeah and i just uh oh man it's just this has been weighing on me for part of this episode but uh, I was. I remember I was sitting with somebody talking about the concept of 
of an absence of centralization, really, in general, because I was speaking to a globalist. <laughs> oh, my God. Ugh. And um, globalists. Oh, the globalists. The crab people. What? <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway. <laughs> so I remember I was telling her that I believe strictly in, in free markets. I, I, I refrain from using the word capitalism purely because I think whether I like it or not, I think that I think the definition has been skewed. Whether I like it or not, it, to something that favors only rich people, so I use the term free market as often as I can. One because it has the word free in it, and two, market. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I remember I was telling this person the reasons why I thought that decentralization is always a wise move, and people and the freedom of movement among resources and people is always a good thing, including my reason why I think that the border wall should never go up. But by that, that same token, um, IDs and driver's licenses shouldn't exist either. <laughs> and the reason why I say that is because um, if people really ch were just truly free to move about, set up markets, move resources, acquire resources, and it, just by freedom, you wouldn't need IDs. You wouldn't need borders. I mean, there's one thing. it's You can still have sovereignty, but you don't need to necessarily cage people with a document either. Because that's basically what it is. So anyway, I, that's kind of strays from what I was thinking. But I remember she, this person was advocating for Marxism, and I'm so surprised how I kept my cool. <laughs> and um, she said to me, uh, oh, I forget exactly what it was. It was along the lines of, you, you can't be, it's class envy. You you can't be a capitalist, so to speak, or somebody with resources and not look down on you or not look down on people who have less than you. That's what she said. Not word for word, but that was that was the parameter was you cannot have more than someone else without looking down on her. And that's when I snapped. <laughs> Oddly enough, that's when I snapped, not when I was listening to the Marxist arguments and, you know, pro Marxism, pro globalization. No, I snapped because. That at that that was the only point that that was a personal attack, and that's when I felt the need to say, "Look, I have been poor. I have lived without a kitchen for eight years straight, living out of a microwave. I have been foreclosed on, and now I, I sell cars. I own a business. Yeah, I've moved myself away because I motivate myself to do so. But never at any point will I look down on anyone who is less than me and is still completely content with their life. Never. Here's the way I see it." Um, I think that's that could be a media thing because the media also portrays class that like oh you know this class is this and this class is more and so and so has more and so and so has less and if you see if you hear that enough I'm not gonna say you're instantly gonna pick up Karl Marx but if you see that and you go okay you know so and so is more so and so is less and it could be definitely because of the Federal Reserve it could be pr productivity there's not necessarily hundred percent answer for everything on stuff like that but what i can see is that um if you let that kind of possess you and you keep that you know controlling you then yeah the media can make you turn against somebody not only can it make you turn against somebody but it can also make you despise them and want to fight them and it seems kind of what they, they almost had the they had possessed by ideology 
and they wanted to, you know, no matter what they said, they're looking for their confirmation of, oh, well, we need to make equity policy or we need to make people equal. And if you don't believe in that, you're not correct. And this can get portrayed constantly. Well, yeah. Is is it? Does that make you better than me? That you look, you look poorly upon those who have more than you. No, because here's the thing: you don't know what their situation is. You don't know what they went through, and ultimately, it's very. You know, you can sit there and judge people, but it's it's not very productive. So that that's what fake news, I think, is doing. It's causing contention, and not just between that, but people are more, but different classes, different races, different genders, um, saying, you know, and I'm not I'm not against having a debate, but um, when they come up with some things, if you want to say there's a gender pay gap, or this group is a, this group, or, or something like this, let's see some evidence. Well, yeah, and I mean, I've seen the evidence on that, just without going too deep into detail, because that's not really much of a conspiracy, but... Um, by the same token, it's like it's it's you are under the impression that I look down, not you, but people are under the impression that I look down on anybody who I have more than. Meanwhile, you look down on other people who have more than you. So you want to eliminate class. And by the same token, I find it fascinating that people can walk through all sorts of walks of life, having different things or not having things and still finding contentment. And that's fascinating. And it's funny to me. It is so funny to me how I have globalists and socialists routinely speak to me about how much they they hate certain corporations and what have you. That's fine. I mean, I hate certain corporations too. But how every how people above a certain level need to be dumbed down. Nobody should have that much. And yet this same exact person, as soon as they made more money than everyone in that room, Literally started parading around, beating their chest, saying that they were the hottest thing since sliced bread. I'm just laughing my ass off like, <laughs> typical. I saw that coming. Nobody can have more than you, but once you have more than someone else, God forbid they have what you're talking about. Oh, no, you're too good for that. It's hilarious. It happens every time. <laughs> yeah, and it's, and it's almost, you know, you'd say some people... They don't even want to help the poor. They just don't like maybe some people who are doing better than them. And that could be, you know, even the media, even not even the mainstream media, just the way they portray the culture. Sometimes even get people get annoyed with, oh, someone's doing better than me. Someone's doing well. And that's just another way to divide and conquer people. So if we can get past the divide and conquer, if we can go out and meet our neighbors, not be scared, and just understand that uh, – I'm going to decide my own truth about this world, not because this show told me, not because an independent commentator told me or the mainstream media, because that's what I observed empirically, and those were my experiences. And I think we can get past this as fake news. Yeah, and by the same Uh, token, I think people will always have that core element of jealousy. There's not much you can do about that. I Not just much want, you can do about it. Yeah, I just want people to start asking when they walk up to someone who has more than them. If you care enough, ask them, how did you do it? How, yeah. can I, how can I become what you became? Or at least close. And believe me, with people with that much pride, we'll definitely tell you. Walk up to any juice head in the gym, and they will tell you exactly how they got jacked for an hour. And you don't Not even get your workout in. Not only will they tell you. They may not even, they may say like, hey, you know, if you 
express interest, they might be wanting to show you. They might even give you – here's the thing. They might even give you all the paths and all the secrets and all the stuff they know so you can do it in less time and a lot easier. You never know if you don't I mean, ask. I mean, yeah, if, if I go up to, if I say, oh, so all CEOs are bad, but then I go up to one saying, you know, how'd you build your company? Oh, Kareem, I did A, B, and C. Hey, you know what? I'm interested in building a company. Are you? Well, I can show you all the mistakes I made so you can do it in a year as opposed to the 10 I took. Oh, and then I could be up with this guy. I'm not saying that uh, that's always going to happen. Maybe somebody will ignore you. But hey, what if someone actually said, I'm going to show you what I did? how I did it and in short time. Right. And it goes from people going and closed doors doing bad things, wanting to do bad things, so that to people going closed doors and saying, here, here's how I can help more people. I did A, B, and C. I did well. well here's and now a, I can show you how to do way to defeat well. fake news. I mean, look at all the self-help books out there and all the, the, the little books you'll find on Audible that say how to get rich quick. A lot of them are true, highly abbreviated, but true. Uh, very vague pathways to richness. But the, at the end of the day, between meatheads and rich people, someone's willing to tell you, someone wants to tell you how they did it. Instead of being consumed with envy and watching the fake news, why don't you just go ask them? Give them a call. Go walk up to them. Go shake their hand and talk to them. Yeah, that's just as simple. I think yeah, that's we can those suggestions. You know, talking to your net, not being afraid of people around you, observing the world, deciding your own truth will get past fake news. And and that goes for, yeah, that goes for anything. Anyone you want to be, just go up and ask the person who symbolizes it and ask them how they did it. You can be great. You can get away from your TV. You can see the world and you can discover your own truth. Thank you for listening to this episode of Conspiracy Theorem from Packaged Media. The show is hosted by Kareem Mays and Nick Dole and produced and edited by Eric Lambiasi. Send us your opinion either in an email or through voicemail on our site. Remember to give us a 5-star rating and review on iTunes. Return next week for the next episode, and remember, make your own decisions.